Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Eagle, and these are some important announcements. Three Sheets to the Box is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suitable for younger patriots. And now, I give you Adam, Mikey, Jason, Scott, and Tim. Three Sheets to the Mouse. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And then trust is deliciously squared. Be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We are five average guys with a love for all things Disney. And joining me on this week's show are four guys who are an excellent resource of natural gas. Jason. What's up, fellas? Mikey. How's everybody doing today? Tim. Damn, this had to be the coldest start ever. We didn't even warm up. No foreplay, nothing. We just got right into it. And Adam. What's up, everybody? We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a rye Manhattan, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. So, uh... Mikey, you had something in your glass. Jason inquired because it was probably uh, something that would burn going down his throat. What do you got? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, that's that's just because he he's he, he's not a seasoned swallower like the rest of us. <laughs> the only straight guy in the group. I keep telling you that. Scott, I'm doing my damnedest to drink a Merlot from way back in 2012 okay. called Duct Tape. <laughs> It says, when you need something to hold you together. And I'm pretty sure that sums up my evening so far. And we just got started. So that's what I'm drinking. I was using glasses. <laughs> and he's straight from the bottle. <laughs> but that's, that's what. So, Jason, how, that's what I'm drinking. It? I'm drinking a Merlot. It? Really, it's not bad. I got it on the clearance rack at my local booze store for $3. It's like two buck chuck. Yeah, I really can't complain about a $3 bottle of wine that doesn't taste bad. No. Like, I've had expensive wine that tasted like, yeah. you know, menstrual leakage. <laughs> okay. okay. I can't say I've had that, but all right. <laughs> well, that'll burn. To each their own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's so, uh, Jason, what are you drinking? Have, have, you, have you stopped with the whiskey tonight? Uh. Yeah, here, um, okay, anyways, uh, you know Memorial Day weekend was in the past, so we I was at my uh, mom's, I brought the, my brother, my future brother-in-law, um, incredible guy, I'm, I'm real uh, real happy that he's uh, uh, married into the family, he wanted to try the Knob Creek, so we actually finished it, guys, and I drank it neat on the table with the men, and it was fantastic, you'd have been proud of me. Did you make faces? But, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Was, I don't was know. your vagina clenched the whole time? But, you know, but the thing is, is it was, you know, when you're talking with somebody and you're in, and, and it, it really was, uh, um, it does get, it seems like it gets sweeter. But anyways, um, tonight I'm drinking, uh, my go-to beer is my Bull Falls Brewery, my Up Brown Ale. I bought a four-pack the other day. Um, last night, you know, yesterday was Memorial Day. And, you know, and you guys know me that I'm, 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 uh, uh, that, that's probably one of the holidays that, that humbles me to the core 
and um, and so I bought a four pack and I I shared a beer last night with uh, our fallen brothers and uh, it's a personal thing that I do every year. Nice. Adam, what are you guys drinking tonight? Tim, what are we drinking? Blanton's. We got a nice uh, double sh- double pour of Blanton's single barrel bourbon. Nice. Guys, that bottle is really, really a good looking bottle. I mean, the the uh, they did a good job. Yeah, we had bottle t- together. Yeah, t- uh, I had. I told Adam about the horses, so now he wants to oh, collect God. the horses now. So. <laughs> it's really super smooth. It's actually smoother than the. Um, not Creek. It is a really smooth. Well, that's wow. not saying much yeah, for Jason. Speaking of super smooth, we had some Elijah Craig over the weekend. Uh, oh yeah, that it was, was really a good. single barrel select uh, that was hand selected by the liquor store near my house. It was really smooth. I mean, Tim and I drank a bottle. So yeah, so smooth. We drank the bottle in what three hours? No, to be fair, I think you gave like, me a, a pour. Yeah, we gave you a pour. That was it. Yeah, yeah. A bottle yeah. of whiskey. <laughs> you fucking yeah. alcoholics! Well, that's not all <laughs> they drank. They are professional drinkers. Oh wait, my wait, wait, gosh! Wait, wait, wait. And how many bottles of wine? <laughs> if the bottle fits. <laughs> okay. Okay, I had. Dude, I'm hung over thinking about it. But we it. didn't drink all that by ourselves. I had a pour. No, and we I had think and maybe two or three wine. glasses. Of and wine. then we had we had uh, we had some scotch mm-hmm. as well, and a cool. beer. And you threw a beer in there too. Wow, you had a beer. Wow. Okay, <laughs> we 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 yeah. celebrated hard. Yeah, and and Tim, in, in response to your text, are you guys coming to Pennsylvania in July? Never. We will never be in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you guys would kill me. You would fucking kill me. I'll be, we'll be there you in July, by the way. Them. I don't know if you got my text back. I, we we had a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Probably. And we will coordinate a day. Yeah. I'll get with you soon so we can hopefully do that. Meanwhile, I'm just stuck down here in bumfucked Arkansas with uh, Matt Holmes. Buddy, if you were closer, I'd be drinking with you right now. I would share Absolutely. my duct tape. <laughs> I would drink it. And his wine. Yes. I'd even drink it neat. <laughs> So uh, tonight I got um, I've got a Sunblock IPA from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. It's pretty good actually. It's unfiltered uh, IPA, which is different than I've normally had. It's a pretty solid beer. It's got a nice hoppy flavor to it. I can't do beers that are too hoppy. See, I like a good hoppy beer, not overly hopped. Like I I I feel like there are a lot of beers out there that overhop the beer because it's the new thing to do. But this one's this one's yeah. actually surprisingly good. So what does the overhopping of the beer do to the taste? It makes it real bitter, like really bitter. Bitterish. And you know the new, like the new craft beer thing is that everything has to be an IPA or a double IPA, or it's not worth drinking. It's like the Pinot Noir of wine, you know, or Pinot Noir okay. of beer, whatever. And so it's like craft brew aficionados don't consider anything less than an IPA a beer. Like they don't, they're not interested in lagers. Or porters, they want an IPA because that's what they think is yeah. cool. Okay. The hoppier it is, the more I'm allergic to it, so I can't do hoppy beers. Oh. So, uh, but uh, onto the show this week tonight we have a special uh, we have a special armchair Imagineer segment. Uh, so the news has come out that Disney has filed plans to expand the universe of energy. Uh, it looks from the permits that they're going to be filling in the canal behind Universe of Ellen, Ellen's Universe of Energy. 
and expanding a sizable chunk of land behind it. Are you guys interested? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, well, I never got a chance to experience Ellen and her uh, energy Nap. adventure. So, no, I'm not much of a napper. Uh, so, I, I mean, am, am I excited? Well, may, maybe something will go in that I want to take time out to go uh, to go to go see instead of starting my drinking early. And you know, it's a, it's a it's a part of the park that really needs it because when you get back there, yeah. wonders of life is gone. Ellen's, uh, I mean, can we all agree is not that good of a ride? Uh, I'm glad. I, I'll be honest. I I'm glad I did it, but I would never do it again. Here's the thing, and that's not the... that's not a Disney ride then. I'm not going to do it again. I think, Go ahead, I mean, Adam. When you look at the update, when you first saw that ride with the original dinosaurs and everything else, if you if you were going to Epcot back when that thing first opened, it was fun because it was something different. We didn't have necessarily moving dinosaurs pretty much everywhere you go. Heck, they have it in Dorney Park by us now. So you, you didn't yeah. have that thing. So it, it's just that it's it's showing it's long in the tooth at this point. It's too long, though. The actual attraction itself is, what, altogether 40 minutes? Yeah, 40, yeah, 45 minutes. And that, first of all, it swallows up a huge chunk of your day, and it's not all moving. There's a lot of movie to watch and a lot of stuff to just, I always fall asleep. I haven't made it through, yeah. and I can't tell you the last time. I will say that the pre-show, when you're sitting around there watching the Jeopardy portion of the of the show, is actually pretty entertaining. It's kind of funny. With, it is. But it's dated. Oh, totally. I mean, Ellen was what in her thirties when she made that, and she's what almost sixty now. Uh, Alex Trebek. Al- I mean, nobody watches fucking Jeopardy. Anymore. I love Jeopardy. I try. I usually I tried to wow. we before before Ethan we would watch it every day at seven o'clock and have dinner. And now I guess maybe I'm the uh, minority. And, and now we now we watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Mickey Roads to Racers, and have dinner, which is awesome. It is. Which it is, is awesome. awesome. It is awesome, but uh, but look, it's very dated. Alex still has a mustache, so you can tell yes. it's old. Yeah. And black hair. And black hair. Well, and- even the Jeopardy set is dated. Forget. I mean, when you look yeah. at the whole that whole area, it, it just it just needs something. And Jamie Lee Curtis pre Boniva. <laughs> oh man, true lies though, huh? I'm surprised. I wonder how they CGI'd that penis out of there. No? Jamie Lee Curtis hermaphrodite? No. Oh. That fell flat. (laughs) Like her chest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That one hit. Um, So, Jason. On today's Armchair Imagineer... Uh, let's hear what your pitch is. All right. So you're, you got a one o'clock meeting with the Bobs, Bob Iger and Bob Chapik. All right. What are you pitching to them to, to replace Ellen's energy adventure? Well, side note, I was visiting with Rachel a little bit on her way to dinner tonight and, uh, she's bound to determine that figment and, uh, it's going to be Tim's idea is actually going to go in there. She actually thinks that, uh, um, they're going to do a, what was the, um, the one with the Bing? Um, uh, Bing Bong. Bing, Bing Bong. Bong. Yeah. With, uh, what was the name of that show? The Inside show? Out? Oh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yes, Inside Out. She's bound to determine that something like that's going to go in and that they're going to actually keep Figment because more people said they wanted them. 
and they're playing it off. But anyways, I just on, on a side note, here's what I got. This is why I love Disney is because Disney has this ability to um, sit you down in something and then transport you to somewhere that uh, you may that makes you feel like it's yours. Um, I'll give you an example, um, like uh, living in the land. Um, when you go around the corner and you got the farmhouse there in the nighttime, you know what I mean. It just kind of transports you the there, part. or yeah, it is the best part. That is my favorite part. Um, so I wanted to stick with, and I'm going to go away with. Um, it's not going to stick with the tradition of Epcot, or well, Frozen kind of threw that out the window, but it's not going to stick to that, uh, especially in that in that area of Epcot. But I want to do something that is nostalgic, and here's what I got. All right, I want to. It's going to be a sit-down ride, and it's going to be land, and it's going to be water. Now follow me, okay? You sit down on the ride, and as soon as you, and as soon as it goes, you go around the corner. Now keep in mind, no matter through this whole ride that I'm explaining it to you, you're never going to be able to see the 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 part in front of you or behind you. You're only going to be able to experience what's around you at that moment, okay? So when you come around the corner, we're going to go ahead and we're going to break into, um, on one side of the ride, it's going to be uh, the Chicago house where Walt Disney was brought home when he was, Walter Disney, when he was born, okay? So we're going to start a little transition of of building up um, uh, and connecting with Walter Disney himself. So you're going you're gonna to pull around and you're going to see on one side, you're going to see the Chicago house, 1901. Uh, Christmas Day, you're going to look in the window and you're going to see the animatronics of Mom, the uh, the three brothers or the three kids because he's number four, uh, and um, you're going to be able to see them and you're going to you're going to hear the explanation of of who it is and what you're looking at. And on the other side, you're actually going to look at the Chicago skylines, whatever the skyline would look like in 1901. All right, so now we've got a, a, a beginning of. Walt Disney. So as we go through and we turn the other side, now they did move to the farmlands in Kansas. So now just picture as we're leaving Chicago, we're going to go ahead and it's going to open up into uh, a Kansas a Kansas farm. Okay. So when he was four years old, he went to the farm. So we are going to be setting back as if we're looking into a painting, but it's a three-dimensional painting of uh, a, a landscape, much like that that farmhouse on in the land, okay. But we're gonna see uh, him playing with his brother or with his family, and specifically um, his uh, um, Roy and um, mom and dad. So it, we're gonna get the feels of how he kind of is growing up in this family element. All right. Now, as we come around the corner, we're going to. Um, we're coming around the corner. We're going to have nothing but movie screens playing on this side. And it's going to give the background of where Dad got the paper route. They moved back to Chicago. And you got the uh, where he went to work. Now, this is all happening very fast. Uh, then Walt joins the Red Cross Ambulance. He was in France in 1918. So as we're coming around the corner, this is all kind of given a timeline of either pictures and voice. So we've we've led up to that point right there, okay? Then as we come through, boom, we're going to start into the Walt Disney that we know and love. We're going to dump into the water right there. And on one side is a life-size replica of Steamboat Willie with the actual steamboats and the old school Mickey Mouse up on top actually moving and singing and doing the whole Steamboat Willie thing. So as we pull through there, 
we're going to come around the corner and then we're going to start getting into some modern stuff so as you walk around the as you come around the corner we're going to hop back up on land now you're going to come around the corner and you're going to look off into the distance and you're going to see the haunted mansion okay the haunted mansion is going to be as if we're driving on the road and we can see the haunted mansion off into the distance all right so that is and it'll be uh, I mean, it'll be big enough where I'm trying to give you guys a visual. Um, it, it, it'll be big enough where you know it's the Haunted Mansion, and you're going to start to see the graveyard in the back, and you'll be able to hear the ghosts uh, playing in the background. So that's going to be my tribute to the Haunted Mansion. As we come around the corner, you'll see the hitchhiking ghosts, smaller ones, on the road over there, uh, animated. Uh, actually, as if we're, I don't know, maybe half a mile away from the house. So, you know, then you come around the corner, you're going to see the graveyard. You're going to hear the ghost singing in the graveyard. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and hook around. And we're going to have another movie splash of Parades of the Past. So we're going to go ahead and hit a lot of the parades that everybody loves. To wrap up the Parades of the Past, you're going to come into another room and it's going to be a Main Street Electrical Parade setup. And it's going to be it playing with um, smaller versions of the floats. Uh, so it's going to be, yes, this is my Main Street Electrical Parade. And as we push through that, we're going to come around the corner, and then we're going to see a, it's almost like we're in a hot air balloon kind of a think uh, maybe a Peter Pan ride, all right? And as we're looking down, we're looking at a life-size or a, 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 an exact replica of Disneyland. As we come around the corner, we're going to zip over, and we're going to hit uh, Disney World. Then we're going to hit another one as we're coming around. We're going to hit Epcot. Now I'm talking about exact replica. So you're going to be able to look down and go, there's the shops. There's this. This is, and it's not that hard to do. I mean, you can pretty much buy the stuff in the store. But on a, on a bigger scale, as you come through, you're going to drop down into the water again. Because on one side, you're going to have Pirates of the Caribbean tribute. And on the other side, you're going to have the Jungle Cruise tribute. And then as you pop up out of the water there, the tree of life is going to be right there. Now, this is all on a smaller scale. And then we are going to go ahead and um, that's where I stopped my planning. And we're going to end the ride with my 10 minutes. <laughs> and it was my tribute. And I, and I just wanted to go with a tribute, but almost like a tribute as if, um, I let's just say Walt Disney died. And I was his angel taking him on a life journey. And I popped him in my car, and I wanted him to experience it one time before he before he moved on. I guess was was, was trying to go. <clears throat> Excellent. And I that's my it. ride, well, guys. I, like I love the I idea. Like it. It's the wrong park, but I love the idea. It is the wrong park, and I know that. You know, and it's like it should be in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's that. Our, but, our you replacement know, for the great movie. Bingo. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's like, mm -hmm. but Frozen kind of threw it out, out where I'm like, you know what? I want that there because maybe it'll stay in that corner forever. And by the way, so, you still you still got another four minutes to pitch this ride. So I would, I mean, I actually really do like your, your idea. And there's one addition I would make, okay? I'm, I'm all ears. I'm, pretend Bob, I'm Bob. I what do you got? What Bob, I what want you got? to do is I want you to have and I want you to go back to your drawing board and I want you to create a, a, a segment, a transition segment. Because it's going to be a little slow moving, yep. And it's yep. this like tunnel of LEDs, where where okay. you're gonna ha you're gonna be inside the train with Walt from New York back to LA, where he's staring out the window. He realizes his his cartoons have been sold off. He has nothing to he has nothing left in his life, and he sits down, and he starts to draw Mickey Mouse. Can I ask a legitimate question though? Just yeah. and I love the idea of a dark ride. Mm -hmm. 
But I think dark rides are a dying thing in the way that we have them now. I don't think I think the only reason why Spaceship Earth has its draws because of its location. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't love this ride and I don't love this attraction, but if Spaceship Earth was someplace if Spaceship Earth took up the space where Ellen's energy adventure is, we'd be talking about that today. Mm-hmm. And that's how I honestly feel. But look at Pirates. Perhaps well look you at know, what what I think Pirates what is I think a classic he's saying, ride. I think he's saying they're yeah, Pirates is a legacy is that you've ride. You got nostalgia for those rides. Sure. On the converse, Adam, then why do we have five hour waits for Frozen? We have five hour waits for Frozen because it's a Disney IP which all little girls go crazy over. I can't picture your average ten year old going crazy to go watch this. But I and I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just Yeah, but saying, your average ten year old I mean, how much of your average ten year old loves Epcot? That's eh. or well, Ellen's energy well, I think that's, but that's my point. But I think how I think many ten-year-olds are paying for their own fucking ticket. <laughs> that little shit's gonna ride whatever I put them on. I think what Jason's appealing to <laughs> is the is the Walt Disney enthusiast in, that that we are. I think he's appealing mm-hmm. to the adult side of Disney here, not so much the kids. Because let me tell you something: Ethan goes but, on Spaceship he... Earth and loves it. But here's the point I'm going to make about that. Who invited the asshole Batman. to the art? Who, who invited this guy right here? <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'll Who's this the guy? Who invited it? Here's, here's my I other question. Say, Jason, okay. when was no, hear no, me no, out? Get, hear me out. When was the last time you guys yep. did one man's dream? When it was one man's dream? And uh, the you first all, time we were there. When was? But when was the that last was time you did it? That was it. That's my point. I mean, you but had. You had to walk around that hear me out. Bitch, you had a whole display of what New Fantasyland was going to look like, mm-hmm. where they had a little diorama. Granted, and you can literally sit there and inspect it. This is where everything goes to be showcased mm-hmm. for a little while, and nobody goes. And this is yeah, but all but you're about giving me a, you're you're talking about a quick service meal. I'm talking about a sit down meal where they bring it to you. I mean, this is. I would much for me. I, I like that walkthrough. I like taking my time with a lot of that stuff that I would never get to see. How the multiplayer works. Bob, I know you're listening. Works. Don't listen to this guy. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I'm he just bringing up. He calls you an asshole this, off the this, air. This is a great transition because, Adam, what would you? Again, right. you've got your meeting with the Bobs right after after Jason. You're the one thirty meeting. What are you pitching to the Bobs? All right. And to be fair, I didn't have enough that much time to flesh it out this week. It's been a little bit hectic. But I'm calling my little thing energy overload. I still like the fact that it's Epcot. I still like the fact that it should be somewhat educational. And this is the universe of energy we're taking over. So I still want it to be a little bit based around energy's theme. So I'm going to start. It's sort of like a combo dark ride, thrill ride kind of situation. So sitting in the ride car gives a brief rundown on how magnetic fields work and how magnetic energy works. That's what's going to actually power the car. So you start going through the dark ride portion using the magnetic energy into an outdoor section of the attraction, and that's going to have some active solar collectors, um, possible like you know the like the littler windmills. They're not like they're almost turbine shaped, mm-hmm. where they spin and they're tight enough. So you're going through you're going through the uh... like the turbine windmill. Um, also, just a small section on like renewable energy resources. Um, a dam maybe in the background, off in the distance, showing how that powers things. It's going to lead into a little warehouse showing like 
the industrial batteries that are actually used to store this energy. And in, from that, you could go into like a bigger show building, thinking sort of like how a mock concert would be set up, and they can use whichever Disney star they want to like throw up there, and showing how that power of that renewable source of energy would be powers this whole little space. And screens on stage show a small clique of whatever Disney star they choose. Um, from that, the screens fade out and show a brief clip of a roller coaster. Nothing too fancy, just like explaining a bit about um, how magnetic field, um, magnetic again, gravitational, potential, and kinetic energies all work together to make a roller coaster work. Which points now the screen split open and you're launched up into a roller coaster with loops, everything, everything that you just kind of learned about. You are now experiencing on this little roller coaster. And that's pretty much my presentation. I, like I said, I didn't have enough, really all that much time to flesh it out this week. I've got a name for it, Adam. What? School of Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh. I like it. I'll take it. It's still. I like it. <laughs> there's no shocker involved, so that's fine. <laughs> you got a lot of electricity, though, man. You got a lot of energy happening. Well, man. but that's, that's, I mean. It just makes sense. I want to keep, again, anytime I'm going to do something in Epcot, I'm going to want to keep it to that educational, educational, whatever the heck they called it, format that, you know, it's usable. It's something that makes sense. It's something that is approachable. Like, you don't want to start, like, that. get kids' imaginations going, and that's kind of what I usually get from Epcot, so. What do you expect for a height requirement on this? Because hmm? you're wanting to educate kids, what kind of height requirement do you have when you launch into an amazing roller coaster? Are you alienating some of those kids that you're trying to feed technology information to? I mean, your average ten year old is going on rock and roller coaster. Yeah, what is what is the rock and roller coaster requirement? Forty four inches? It's forty eight. It, forty eight? It's I thought it was shorter than um so it's like forty three. It's I shorter th- I than it was forty eight because it has inversions. It's short Stitch has the highest, I wanna say. I think uh, or, Rock and Roller Coaster does. Well, or you could take out a loop, and that'll change that. You could make it sort of like more of a streamlined um, outdoor. What is it called? Kind of Space Mountain. Okay, it's quite of like how California Space Mountain. But even is. even at forty eight inches, you're st- I mean, you're still getting ten, eleven year olds on that, and I think that's a good time because they're they're just getting into like getting into the this fifth, sixth grade. That's kind of where. You're getting them, you know, lost in science and not interested in science anymore. Uh, so I, th- I think that's not that's not a bad idea to keep even keep it a roller coaster. Like mm-hmm. a, a, I, it's a applied sciences yeah. in this age. It's not so much just sitting there and talking about these things that, yes, there's a lot of theory and physics that get involved, but it's not ramming it down your throat. This is this makes it a little more approachable to me. It's sort of what the sum of all fears did, mm-hmm. but on a kind of grander. More capacity scale. Right. Because those things only held two people and there was only like three of them at a time. Exactly. And some of all feels was more about the math of mm-hmm. it. Where this is more about more the how the energy aspect works and how the energy cycles work and all that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Tim. The two o'clock comes in. What are you pitching to the Bobs? This is this is where I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell uh, the Bobs. All right, so we're gonna start with a movie. It's gonna it's gonna keep the, the the movie theme first, but we're gonna replace Ellen with Disney's new homo du jour, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, <laughs> that's gonna be Neil Patrick Harris, Bill Nye, 
and Elon Musk. They're going to be sitting around Elon Musk Mansion in Bel Air playing video games. And the video game that they're playing is Elon Musk's Blastar game that he made when he was 12 years old. Power goes out all around Bel Air and in the theater that you're sitting in. But the screens stay lit because Elon Musk's house still has power. And Neil Patrick Harris and Bill Nye want to know why. Elon Musk tells him that his whole house is powered by uh, solar power and batteries. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris is skeptical. Bill Nye starts geeking out and he wants to know more. So Elon Musk says, let's go to the factory. So they hop into Tesla. They tell us they'll meet us there. That's when we get on the ride vehicle. Ride vehicle is going to be designed by Tesla. Ride vehicle goes in. First thing you see is the factory. The Tesla factory in Los Angeles. And then you're going to go through, you're going to see all the technology that Elon Musk is building, and you're going to rely a lot on Neil Patrick Harris's uh, comedy and Bill Nye's comedy working together to make it a little interesting and more fun for people. Once you see all the, the, the Tesla technology, the Solar City technology, then the vehicle is going to simulate being on the new Hyperloop that he wants to build. And it's going to transport you to the other side where the new building is going to be that's not yet built. And that's going to take you to the a simulated version of his Gigabit factory where all the batteries are made for the cars and the Tesla power walls. I'm just going to talk about the importance of renewable energy, solar, wind, water. And then after the ride, you get out and you walk through an interactive zip exhibit where you can test all this stuff. You can play with the um, maglev technology of the Hyperloop and solar technology and battery technology and, and just get get to where the edutainment used to be in Epcot and get a sponsor back in the ride like it used to be. Make Tesla pay for all this crap. And, and what happens when they lose their sponsorship of Test Track because you brought Tesla into the park? That is a <laughs> <laughs> legit question. Hey, hey, listen, Elon Musk. Elon Musk offered all his patents in free domain, so let GM fight it out. Now, will this Neil Patrick Harris be the same Neil Patrick Harris that was tripping balls in Harold and Prumar? That probably will not be family friendly. That's a shame. So he can he can be how I met your mother, Neil Patrick Harris. That's cool. yeah. That's not still family friendly. <laughs> yeah, not even a little bit. <laughs> I think. I think you're gonna have to have Disney more, more so, Disney more Christmas so parade. That is role in uh, Harold and Kumar. True. Do- Doogie Hauser, just bring it. Right. I used to play that on the keyboards. I. In and fact, put him put him in a doctor's coat and have him come out as Doogie. That would be fun. That would work. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> and see, that's that's how you plus an attraction, Jason. A $35 Amazon purchase. I'm not for here a to bring a brother case. down. I'm like some of us in this motherfucker. I'm here to pop a Dude, right I got to get my idea built. That's how I roll. <laughs> you got to bring a brother down, man. That are in my way. It's going to happen. Bob Chapin just signed me a check, man, so you guys oh. can know. Yeah. Now get Elon Musk to sign you that same check. Hey, you know what? I would ride bo- I would ride both them rides in a heartbeat. Tim, I'd ride Tim and Adams in a heartbeat. Tim, if you got uh, Tesla building the ride vehicles, what's your um, occupancy for each one of those? How you many people can build them through? As big as you need them to be. I mean, they could be 
as big as uh, the ones from Great Movie Ride. It could be the size of the ones from Dinosaur. It could be anything. I wouldn't I wouldn't keep them as big as they are now at Ellen's. Those things are just moving auditoriums. You couldn't make one go fast enough and safe enough. But How many people size. pissed in them things? A lot. Why do you think every uh, the, ride vehicle is made out of plastic? The Ellen's Energy yeah. Adventure? Yeah. Well, like 10 rows each and probably 10 in a row. I want to say it's almost 115 uh, a vehicle. Yeah, and you're stuck around. in it. Once it starts, you're yeah. done. Yeah, and, and look, yes. and look that, is, that is kind of one of the reasons why we have not done that in almost three and a half years is because there's no way we can take Ethan on that ride because what happens if he freaks out? Says, I don't want to be you're on here anymore. Drugs. You're stuck for 40 minutes on that ride. Well, the, I mean, the other thing is, it's not the most consistently running ride either anymore. It breaks down quite often. You don't hear about it because I guess nobody truly cares. It's like, oh, it's not working today, whatever. But there's been well, a few times where it's like, yeah, it's not working. And it's like, okay, visit, whatever. We were going to get on it because it's just a nice, you know, mm-hmm. when you want air conditioning, and you want to sit down for a little bit. And it was broke down. Well, that, that's when your 45 minute nap turns into an hour nap if it breaks down while you're on it. So really, nobody's bitching. There are presently six vehicles operating at one time, three in each show. Each vehicle holds 80 people. So you're talking 240 people per show. Capacity. That, that is a people leader. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You're only getting... But it's not at capacity. You're, go, you're only getting about... No. It's really not a people leader because you're only getting about 400-something people every hour. every hour. You're only getting about 500 people every hour. I mean, when you think about it, it could. Be. It could be because well, here's the if thing: you can hold you can hold two hundred forty. You can you can have two hundred forty people on each ride at one time, and usually there's about two rides going on while there's a pre-show going on. So you really you're talking about about eight hundred people an hour compared to an omniver like the haunted mansion, where you're almost at three thousand people an hour. It's not. It's really not a good capacity ride. And to be fair, is that maximum cars, or is that just the amount of cars? Because I want to say they can run more than three. No, they, it says it. Want to say they can? It says they only have six vehicles. Okay, I thought they had more than that. Well, it shows six vehicles here. Um, I don't. I think it's it's because okay. it's three alongside each each ride. So is it twelve? Because I want to say the, it, the, right, so the the uh, right, no. I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's six per show. Three shows are going right. at one time. So, so it's it's fifteen hundred guests. So it's per show. Theatrical hourly ride capacity is two thousand four hundred thirty-two. So it is a people eater. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. That is a good people. If eater. people are on it, though, because I'll be honest with you, I never even saw the damn building when I was there. You have to look for it. You'll never see it. Mm-hmm. You'll never find it. That's a flaw. Yeah, but well, it took me seven trips to go into um, the, what is it, the, the President's? All the President's. And I'm All like, holy shit, this is a huge area. It is. I didn't freaking know. You know, so Disney's got a lot of hidden, them, them hidden little, holy Gyms. shit, this is a, yeah, I mean, huge. To be fair, though, when Epcot opened, that area of the park was a little bit bigger because you had a major ride in, um, the Wonders of Life Pavilion with Body Wars. And Body Wars and Cranium Body... Command, too. But Cranium Command was never considered a 
No, it's more like it's a not show. a thrill it's ride. A show. It's a, it's not it's a show. So I, I'm just talking about an attraction where it's like yes, everybody wants to go on Cranium Command. Once that pavilion closed, the only thing over in that section is Ellen's Energy Adventure, and and I'm lying at Jeffrey's cart, which has really good alcohol. True, <laughs> they do, and I yeah, it has a strawberry light. And I will say we we've actually gotten real coffee from there. It's actually pretty good coffee too. It's not, yeah, I like honestly, it's it's a little bit better than the Starbucks over at Fountain View. It's a lot better than the Starbucks over yeah. at Fountain. Sometimes, View. So, I mean, Starbucks is is hit or miss. Sometimes they they've got good coffee. Sometimes it's terrible. But the Joffrey's cart, they make fresh coffee all the time. It's really good. I, I'm I'm a bigger Joffrey. I worked for Starbucks, and I'm a bigger Joffrey's friend than I am of Starbucks. I mean, I wish we could get the little packets of coffee from the, in the room, because we took about eight of those home and we ran out really quickly. Because it's just nice and easy <laughs> to throw that little pouch in your coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. Um. All right, so. Uh, now that we've got the, uh, the small fries out of the way, Mikey, you ready to, ready to hit our listeners with, with the good shit? Yeah, I want to smack him with my shit. All right, all right. So I'm going to... Like a chimpanzee at a petting zoo. I, I took a lot of time on this because we were we had, we had a little bit of rules here where you could use the expansion pad. So I'm using the expansion pad to the best of my ability. You guys ready? All right. Ready when yes. you are. I am ready for your your ten minutes starts idea. now. All right, or not? Can oh, you see? God. All oh, right, dear God, is that a pokeball? He's got a pokeball up there. Look no, at that, Mikey. This is freaking San Francisco. That's right. San Francisco. Disney is making Epcot more about the IPs rather than its original intention. So you know what? Fuck. We're going to do you it. See, this is not fair. We're going to do it. No. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want IPs in yeah, Epcot. But, no but IPs you know what, guys? Bad. This is an audio podcast. Nobody's going to see this You shit. know, it's, it's fortunate no. for the listeners because I made a nice little slideshow presentation to put on the Facebook group. <laughs> no, this is not fair because the, he knows what tattoo I just got. <laughs> so using, yeah, using the plans for invention, I'm going to make a new universe of energy. Okay. Right now, as you walk in, the entire building is, be, is going to be demolished. The entire area is going to be demolished. You're going to walk in to the dark side of San Francisco, the night side, neon lights, wires strung above your head, cobblestone streets. You're going to find the gift shops, street atmospheres. And as you turn down a little side street, you're going to find yourself in the Tesla Lounge. This is an industrial storage facility. It used to be part of the San Francisco Wharf. It's now steampunk decor. It's going to have Tesla coils on the walls, Edison lights, uh, cold fusion generators. They're going to activate when you order certain drinks. Uh, the bar is going to have gears, the, uh, this like steampunk decor, amber lighting. Uh, all the waiters are going to be in blacksmith coats, uh, those like blacksmith uh, style aprons. And you'll have nice tufted leather seats, leather chairs, uh, leather um, with, uh, with tables where you can order small bites and appetizers. Uh, the drinks are going to be primarily served as sort of like this mixology style uh, that, that is very, very hip and very cool in places like L.A., Chicago, and New York. And so we're going uh, to have some different kind of drinks, a little jazzy feel. You'll have the aviation. Okay. The old-fashioned. I still haven't had it yet. A gin ricky. All these prohibition-style 
style drinks that are very that are really cool with the speakeasy crowd and of course the sidecar uh so this is this is kind of what our lounge is going to look like um where is that this did you photoshop no, that all this is not photoshop i'm not i'm not mikey weisenhunt i have to i have to so use, where's the bar this is the edison in la but you know this we're getting an edison right the problem I have with that is they're building Edison down. Yeah, in, this is this is exactly what's going in in Disney Springs. Okay, well, yeah. well, good because nobody goes to Disney Springs but locals. This is for the actual tourists. No, uh, once Edison opens and Wine Bar George, oh, I'm, I'm going down to Disney Springs. So I am dying to go to the Edison. After you get through this area of San Francisco, you kind of get into the more open area, a little more gardens, and that's where you're going to find yourself in San Francisco Tech. So you're actually going to go to the college. You're going to go to the school, uh, which is where you'll find an innovation-style exhibit hall themed after the, uh, the robotics lab. Uh, and we're going to call this Kinetics. Kinetics is going to feature hands-on exhibits, which is going to show how different powers are converted to electricity. Uh, and then interactive stations where you are going to learn how to be an energy consultant. So uh, the first... Um, the first, uh, the first area that we're going to have is the future house. There you're going to be an energy consultant. You can innovate the typical home to incorporate the most energy efficient options using your x-ray vision to find where energy is being used. And you can seek out all of the uh, energy wasters in the home to make your home more efficient. Uh, you're also going to design a future car. Find different ways, not adding nitro boosters or rocket powered or things over in test track using actual technology that we know about and are learning about now to create a real usable car. And you'll actually go and, uh, go and race that on a, on a simulation track, not the sim track that's Tron based, but you're going to simulate uh, how your car is going to perform under test facilities. Uh, you're also going to design future neighborhoods. You're going to be an urban planner using uh, energy efficiency to uh, to show how people don't need to drive as much. Plan different areas of your neighborhood, work, school, shopping, uh, to make your neighborhood more fun and interesting. But this is going to be my favorite part. So what you're going to do is in this in this section, the future transportation, you're going to become a transportation planner and take a bird's eye view of your city. So you'll get to pick cities, L.A., Chicago, St. Louis, New York, and then you will find ways to make transportation more efficient. Find out where traffic is building up. Find out how you can make public transportation uh, better using different energy sources. And last uh, is going to be the future of energy, and you're going to become a power engineer of a power plant, which goes from coal all the way to things like cold fusion, and you have to learn how to invest and how to make that power plant work over the years. But finally, and this is the e-ticket attraction, after you're done with the uh, robotics lab, you're going to go into the San Francisco uh, Tech Show. You're going to walk into this queueless area where you'll get a card, and that'll be your ticket onto the ride. When they call your color, you'll actually go onto the ride. But in the meantime, you can sit and look at all the exhibits of different tech that's being offered, different, uh, different things that are going to make your life a little bit better. Finally, we get to uh, you get you get into your sh you get into the pre-show, which is going to be Hero and Baymax exhibiting their newest tech. They're going to show off their newest invention, and all of a sudden, the back of the theater explodes, and a new villain 
his name is Obake, is going to come out and he's going to he's going to threaten San Francisco uh, by opening up a sinkhole in the bay. So you're going to have to use this new invention that Baymax and Hero are showing you, this new glider, to stop him. So then you're going to get on this flying roller coaster. It's going to be all indoors. And here's the here's the best part. Most of these most of these flying roller coasters, the best view is in the front, and everyone else is going to get a view of everyone else's shoe. Except this one, you're, while you're flying around, you're going to be encased in a tunnel around your ride track, an LED tunnel that's going to projection map your flight through San Francisco. So Baymax will be alongside you, and as you go through this tunnel, LED projection map will be showing Baymax alongside you, the, the uh, view of San Francisco around you, so that you actually get to experience being in San Francisco flying in the middle of the day, at night, whenever, you, whenever your time is. So it's not just a roller coaster. You won't even notice a track above you. So that's, that's my pitch. Good to go, man. I like it. Now let me ask you this, though. As you're going, and I'm not nitpicking. I just was curious. As you're going into um, managing the funds to try to... to to um, you said you were managing um, how to manage the power and, and the money as far as like what percentage of coal and whatnot. How elaborate did you, in your mind did you did you see that, or how much time is somebody going to be spending? On well, it? I imagine that that that's going to be more like an innovation style exhibit where you can go and spend as much time as you want or as little time as you want. I would I would okay. expect that when you go to those uh, those stations, it's usually about a five to ten minute window where you can accomplish and learn about your station before you move on. So approximately spending close to an hour there. If you go through all five stations, now, could, you, could you put all five stations in the queue, like in Space Mountain, where they have the games through? So I'm not wasting my time, but yet I'm getting pushed on to where it's like my end game is the roller coaster. Well, you know what I mean. So well, and and you could, and and you could certainly, uh, you could certainly take that and put it in the tech uh, show area and make that the the mm-hmm. queueless entry. So essentially, you'll be in your queue and you'll get a card as to when your time is. Say. It'll be like the orange group will then go or the blue group will then go and you've got a blue card, so now you get to go. I'm all about projections, dude. Build that fucker. I would drive it I would ride it tomorrow. I would ride it. I just don't yep. know how much I would act time I would actually have to spend in like an innovation I mean the reason why innovations failed was because nobody was spending time actually they had a lot of cool stuff in there. Excuse me, they had a lot of cool shit in there. But Nobody was actually spending time to use it, and I would feel I love the idea of all of it, but I feel like it. You're going to have innovations part two where this was fun to do once, and I just want to get on that roller coaster. I just want to get on my next attraction, and that's that would be my biggest concern. Uh, and that maybe things. goes into what Jason said and bring in all of those exhibits into the queue, into that queueless area, uh, so that that people could experience what they want as much time as they have. Yeah, I just worry that all the like the the intervention stuff is gonna it's gonna fall flat. But other than that, I love the idea. I want to go on that roller coaster, <laughs> except for those things make me nauseous. So. <laughs> the stupid freaking lying down whole nonsense. The freaking they have to figure out a better seat system on them before I start going on those again. Right, and, those things destroy your. And stomach. unfortunately, there's only two styles that that they have. One is where you basically sit in the seat and it lays you on your back for the lift hill. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. This would not be any lift hill. This is a straight uh, linear acceleration 
So you're getting the linear induction motors, the electromagnets, to blast you off mm -hmm. 0 to 60 in like 2.8 seconds. Do they do those on those roller coasters yet? They do. They do now. They, do. <laughs> they, they will now. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. They, they do. No, There's I'm just one curious in China. for like health reasons. There's one in China. Okay. So uh, most of them have the launch or the lift hill. Fucking Shanghai. Which, thanks, Shanghai. Um, yeah, thanks, Shanghai. Which the company that I looked into building this coaster has actually built a bunch of coasters for Disney. They built the uh, the Barnstormer um, and uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. So uh, I think they're pretty much on board with this. I just got to get them to agree to a fair price. Well, who's going to – who the the projection – technology is it going to be a so the ent the entire oh. the entire structure is going to be enclosed in a building so it's dark and mm -hmm. then the right. the um the projection wraparound will go almost full 360 there'll be a small uh, space at the bottom where in case of emergency evacuations on uh certain areas of the ride will be able to be to be done might you just make it like a snap open like gold wings, could be so a rose. Well, because you're still going to have to have supports on the outside for the for the uh, the the height of the ride. Well, it's supported on it's supported on the top. No, well, you can't hang it completely from the ceiling. It's the 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 track is on the top, but you still well, you're that's still what I'm saying. So if it's surrounded if it's surrounded by the top, you can sort of make like a gold wing type of thing. Have it close on the bottom. In this way, if you, you, in sections, you can actually open it up. You could. But, I mean, the, the whole thing is this entire ride is not just enclosed indoors, so it's always dark because, you know, lighting will take effect. But it's also you, almost a full 360 wraparound with this uh, tunnel. So you'll be almost in a tunnel the entire time. That way they can projection map and, and light up the sides so that you'll see Baymax and you'll see sites of San Francisco. And... Um, and the bad guy that you're fighting. Okay. I'm down. I'm down for that. So, Mikey, you ready to blow us out of the water? I got to be honest. This is going to sound like a fucking setup because you and I went last. <laughs> okay. But. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. Fucking. I'm, I'm also uh, going with. Uh, yeah. Adam's pissed off right now. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I, for, for, to be honest, I didn't know what Scott was doing. He pretty much stole my idea, uh, almost you know, like seventy three percent. I don't, I don't have some 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 silly fucking bar installed in it or anything like well, that. Well, I was always going to have a bar in mine. Oh, I know, I know. No, my my uh, this, this this sounds so stupid, making me go last. You're a fucker, you know that, Scott. You're a a fucker. I had no idea um, you would do. I, I was. Why wouldn't you? Because I agree. Quite literally, the the whole concept of the movie centers around the San Francisco Institute of Technology. Institute of Technology is the core of what Epcot was founded upon. I know, and I know. it blends in a Disney IP. It, it's even worse that Adam's already shitting on half of it because mine has a lot of interventionsy kind of things too. So Adam, just be quiet. <laughs> You said your piece. <laughs> Copy paste. You know that's yeah. not going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me find I my get the idea, Mikey. But it has I got to faith be, in you, buddy. No, but it has to be what Jason said. If you put it in the queue, then more people will use it. Well, okay. Just, just, just sit back and let me tell you about the San Francisco Institute of Technology. Looking at the actual layout of the building that um, the uh, Ellen's Energy Nap 
takes place in. I'm the kind of guy, I don't think they're going to just rake that to the ground like Scott is and build something new. I imagine whatever goes in there is going to pretty much be retrofit. I know they're doing an addition, so they'll build on to the back of it, which works out, you know, just, just fine for, for my plan. So I'm looking at using the existing building and going with the San Francisco Institute of Technology facade uh, in, in the front of it, which if you look at some of the uh, concept art for San Francisco, or I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and just call it Schwitt. <laughs> if you look at some of the Schwitt that's online, you can see that um, it's got this kind of Ivy League college meets uh, Japan, Asian-inspired kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really cool looking with the big columns and then the pagoda kind of things on top of it. So I'm thinking, you know, that's where you're going to walk into. You're going to pass under, I don't want to call it an arch, but you're going to pass under that opening and, and, and enter, you know, to the, the building proper or the schwit. Um, you know, here down here in, 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 you know, BFE, Arkansas, I complain a lot about that. We don't have uh, Hanalei. But what we do have, in my opinion, is probably one of the nation's best kids-oriented science museums. It's in Hot Springs. It's called the Mid-America Science Museum. It has the nation's largest Tesla coil. But And when we take my kids to it all the time, and it's very much hands-on. And, and I want to try to incorporate some of that into... The, the Ellen's, you know, universe of energy, universe of energy, into the Schwitt, okay? I want to use that in the building. Um, and I, but I want it to play heavily into the whole STEM thing, which is like what a lot of schools are pushing. I got a little boy who's doing STEM at, at his school, the science, technology, engineering, and math. It, it fits in perfectly with Epcot. And, and that will, if you put STEM out there, you're probably going to draw in a lot of kids because a lot of schools are plugging that. Um I, I want an activity set up that can, that can handle uh, dozens of kids at one time where they're actually able to build a virtual fighting bot, just like you can build a virtual car in Test Track. Ooh. You can use collections of upper bodies and torsos and lower body parts. You can factor in stuff like whatever their, uh, their speed versus agility versus strength is going to be. And then, you know, they, they build their bot and then they get a chance to fight off in like a, on a big screen against like, you know, five or six other bots. Uh, or you, you can even set it up where it's kind of pro projected like a pseudo hologram, like, the, you know, um, it's projected up on, off of a mirror onto a piece of plexiglass or whatever, like the Pepper's ghost effect from, uh, you know, Madame Leota in Haunted, in Haunted Mansion, you know, something like that, which would give it like more of a hologram kind of look where the the bots are fighting. Now, you're not actually controlling them, but you can see yours and you can follow its progress in, in this battle royale with other, you know, bots. Uh, and, 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 and you can even, you know, with your bot, you can even pose for a picture with your bot superimposed behind you like you do in Test Track. So you can take that home with you, you know. You can have it emailed to you. Uh, but but this, this section opens up like um, a cool animatronic to have Hito's uh, megabot that he uses to fight with, you know, an animatronic of that just kind of bebopping around off behind, you know, uh, the ropes or whatever. And you can have busted up bots like Lil Yama and stuff like that that are all broken up. Uh, you know, that, that'd be one thing you could do. Another thing I want to do is like because um, a big aspect of Big Hero 6 that doesn't get touched on much is that those huge floating um, koi-inspired wind turbines Ooh, yeah. that you see floating all throughout, you know. 
yeah, you you can you can you know have a whole section about wind turbines and the amount of energy you get from it and how it can be used to power a city or help power and stuff like that and talk about wind energy. But at the same time, you get the chance to build a full blown, full scale. Uh, big koi fish kite wind turbine thing that kids can walk through, you know, that kind of lights up a little bit like they do in the movies. And, and, and you really get a chance to get a, a sense of scale for what that was for the movie, but it has a real world uh, counterpart in that a lot of, you know, areas rely on wind energy to, to provide, you know, um, a sustainable source of energy for, you know, uh, factories and stuff like that. And then I want, um, a bank of like 3D printers because that's another hot technology thing that's happening right now and that's going to be around for a long time. 3D printing is like the thing. And I'm thinking you have these printers and they're actually printing out oh, excuse me, wine burp. They're printing out um, if, if, if you elect during the whole microbot battle or the whole bot battle thing you're doing, they can print out little bitty plastic versions of your bot. You know, you can walk up there with your little bot card and scan it or hit your magic band on it, and it'll begin printing out your little bot for whatever the charge would be, you know, $10, whatever. And then you can take an actual, you know, two or three inch tall uh, printout of your bot, and you, you'll have that, you can take it home, you can make a keychain out of it, you can, you can paint it up, you know, you can fucking whatever. You can go play Dungeons and Dragons. Shit, it, Mikey, you know, they but, can charge like 50, 60 bucks, because that's what they're charging over at Avatar. Yeah, well, this isn't posable. It's not in color. It's a kind of a DIY thing, okay. and you're just dealing with, you know, a spool of filament. All right. Okay. Just, just, damn it, man. Uh, but, but it's cool. And then when it's not printing out anything else, it can just be printing out like, you know, little bitty microbots or, or, or moving around like it's printing out little microbots like Hero did, you know, in the movie. But that, that's, that, that's, that's something that gets done quite a bit uh, right now and speaking of microbots a really cool interactive like display case uh which might even be something that you know i don't really have cue lines for this thing but um with with a lot of the technology you see being used at the new avatar flight of passage thing they could use that same kind of magnetic technology to like have little bitty microbots and uh just have like, like a ton of them little buggers moving around inside and undulating like they do from the movie you know it can be in a glass case or whatever and, and showing them, you know, get, I'm not sure how you do it with magnets. Um, I'll get a hold of Don Herbert, and he and I can, you know, hash that out later. But that, that, that would be really, really, really cool, uh, a microbot, you know, display. And all this is as you're walking through the Schfit, the San Francisco Institute of Technology. You know, I want it to be like a, like, like, like a science museum that's heavily themed around Big Hero 6. And when I say themed, I mean, think of like the Star Trek launch bay with like the character interactions and stuff like that. You can you can definitely meet Hero there. Right. Did you just say Star Trek launch I did say Star Trek. I've, I've drank a whole <laughs> bottle of wine, okay there, Spock? And Scott just opened the beer with a hammer, so... <laughs> well, that was Tim who just fast. spoke, so... Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Star Wars launch bay. I, I went off my, baby. I, I left my notes. I should have stayed on them. Um, but like the launch bay, you, you, you meet several different characters from the Star Wars franchises. And granted, there's only a couple of characters you could meet from Big Hero 6. But man, how, how cool would it, meet, would it be to meet Yokai, the, the guy with the kabuki mask? The man in the kabuki mask. 
you know, th that's a villain that you've never seen. And, you know, it'd be a real simple costume for Disney to put out. And that I, I would stand in line to meet that guy. I would also like to meet you know? all hold of the, the big hero oh, six hold guys. The fuck on. I want to meet like Wasabi. The fuck on. It, how are you guys letting this guy get away with opening a beer with a fucking hammer? I just I called him out on it. He just opened we the all beer. called I mean, him out on it. Are you because kidding I was right talking, so I was hearing nothing but myself. Wait. And no, I was, that's why. Not, yeah, I'm not worried about why you. Why can Mike. I you not a open a beer with a hammer? Because you go poop on the side yeah, like any man would do. Yeah, all you had to do was do. through the table. I didn't yeah. get why you There's had not a... There's much of a lip on there. here. You pull this... You, you lost half that beer in head I, I just did. from opening with a I fucking did, hammer. Unfortunately. I wish okay. I wouldn't have had his ass minimized now. I'd like to have seen that. <laughs> I just thought he was upset that my idea is kicking his idea's ass. No, he was the slamming the bottle with the hammer. You couldn't get it open. I do got a couple questions for you when you're done, though. So Okay, well, let me... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, like Ross Perot. Can I finish? Can I finish? You can finish. Can I finish? Can finish. You can finish. Okay. So, as you exit the uh, the Schwitt, you'll you'll actually walk out the backside of what would be the Universe of Energy. Okay, the exit, and you'll walk across. You know, kind of like a uh, uh, a, a college. It's a landscaped. You know, the quad. Um, the quad. Yeah, and and. And it's not a big quad because you're only going like maybe yeah. 150 feet because there's not a lot of room there. Yeah. But you'll see the front of what would be the Ishioka Robotics Lab. The ET, Ito Ishioka Robotics Lab with its big bulbous front end that looks like a spaceship. Mm -hmm. You know, stupid futuristic and sci-fi. Tell you what, make a great photo pass spot or, you know, Instagram if you're so inclined. But you'll walk in that, and that will be the actual attraction. It's like a carbon-copied Scott. This is no, it's not. Ridiculous. No, it's not. And, I, and Mikey, I think we might have an Epcot yeah. thing where we push the designs together. I like this. I like where this is going. Okay. Okay. Well, hang on, because I, I popped a boner when I was typing out what my <laughs> uh, attraction was going to be, because this is pretty much badass. Uh, you'll go inside, and the queue for the attraction is like... Um, Kind of like the queue from the Flight of Passage uh, in Avatar Land. Okay, you've got, uh, you could, because you're inside the robotics lab, so you've got all these little areas where all the characters from Big Hero 6 work. You know, like you walk through one area, and you'll have like Honey Lemon's workspace, and it's kind of like a, uh, uh, a scent factory lab, you know, because she deals with a lot of chemical stuff like that. And let's face it, what's a Disney attraction without smells, right? Looking at you, Figma. Right. And then, you know, you got this totally bitching display of Go-Go's, you know, little badass uh, suit thing she wears with the aerodynamic, you know, rocketeer helmet. And she's on, like, her mag bike that has the magnetic wheels, you know, because there's, like, zero friction with that. Um, she's not on it. The suit's on a mannequin. The mannequin's on the bike, but it's in a wind tunnel with the fan and little smoke going down, showing how it goes over that, showing, you know, what she was doing when she was designing all of this shit. And you you know you go a little further through the queue line and and I mean wasabi didn't you know you I can't have shit being cut with lightsabers okay I'm sorry I can't do it to don't why, get why don't yet, we, why but. don't we just show his like anal retentive workspace Is that cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well I'm thinking just like a laser energy simulation of some kind you know he doesn't even have to he, he wouldn't have to be in there and no one none of the characters are in any of these vignettes. They're totally enclosed behind glass panels and totally sealed off like them naked-ass robots from Westworld, okay? It's just all separated. And then, 
you know, you walk through all this and finally the queue passes by Tadashi's old workspace and it's left just like it was when he was at the school. It's covered under a little bit of dust, like nobody's touched it. Because there's your feels. No, don't do that. Don't do that. There's rumors of him coming back as the villain for the next movie. Don't do that. Really? Yes. Well, you know what? I'll wait for the next movie. And if he, if he, I'll be honest with you. If he comes back in the next movie, it's probably going to piss me off when it comes to how I do his movies. Really good chance uh, that he becomes the next villain. Okay, it's in the comics that that he's a villain. You know, fucking sorry. They don't follow the book. So, okay, whatever. Tadashi's dead in my book, okay? He's dead to me. But Tadashi is here. So you, you walk out the back of the robotics lab, because that's the cue. You walk outside, and this is, this is like the part that tickles me to death. You walk out the back, and you have this breathtaking view as you walk out the back of that building, and you see San Francisco at night, because the campus is up on a hill. So you look out, and you see the San Francisco Bridge, you see the wind turbines lit up up in the sky. You see a whole lot of neon. And this is done like uh, like, like the Mexico Pavilion inside the climbing pyramid. Mm-hmm. You get to see all these miniatures and forced perspective to make it look like it goes on and on for a mile or so. You see all that. But down in front, what you see is like a row of private little, you know, people mover size tour bus looking things. Okay. And that's the ride vehicle. Everybody will board that vehicle because it's taking you to the convention center where Hiro is showing off his newest invention at a contest against, you know, other inventors from the city. Okay, now in this ride, it's going to use the same type of uh, uh, tech used in Star Tours, okay? But you're like, you're like in, in this little, you know, fake little bus kind of thing. You'll board the bus. It's piloted by, by a totally autonomous driving system. You know, there's not a real person sitting there. But all of the windows are going to be, you know, uh, screens, uh, on the left-hand side, the right-hand side, the front and the back, all those windows are going to be screens. And that means you get to see 360 degrees while you drive through San Francisco on your tour to get to the convention center. Until all hell breaks loose and you get attacked by some villain, uh, huge little Hulk-like thing. Not a huge little Hulk, but a huge Hulk-like thing. His name is Brute, which is actually a villain from the Big Hero 6 comics. Uh, he's actually controlled by... The uh, a villain called Bad Gal who can possess people with different attributes of like brute, gunsmith, and whiplash, which means you get the chance of three different uh, uh, experiences when you ride it, just like on Star Tours. So you're not limited to just one with the same villain. You can have up to three. But you got the bus and it's fleeing the the, the shit going down and taking corners and you know sliding and, and accelerating and you're being shifted all around and stuff like that. Uh, you, you know, I'm thinking you get to a spot where you kind of tilt and teeter over the edge, and that's when, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's when Baymax shows up with his wingsuit and grabs you before you fall over and pushes you back up onto the, onto the ground. And all of this is stuff like, you I mean, a lot like the, the Star Tours ride, you know. Um, and, and, and once the bad, guy, bad guys are defeated with the help of all the different characters from the comic book or the movie, because you'll get to see them interacting with your vehicle out, out the windows. You know, you can look out the front and see what's coming. Look out the back and see what's behind you. That's the kind of shit I want. I want if you're tilting over, the front's going down. You look out the back of the bus, and it's tilting up, showing the sky. Um, but, yay, uh, everybody wins. You exit out the other side of the bus into the <laughs> gift shop because there's going to be all kinds of San Francisco hats and shirts and merchandise and all kinds of shit for you to buy. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Bob. 
Okay. Outside on the bottom. Can I, can I open up questions? Yeah. I like your idea, Mike. You did okay. a great job on it. Um, two questions. Uh, number one, first, first I want to go back to your boss. How come you didn't go with uh, projection on the side? Why is it always got to be front and back? Why, why can't we have no, something on the side? it's 360 around. No, no, it's, no, no. The, you got it on the side yeah. as well. Okay. You get into the bus and you see the bus in front of you. So as you start driving away, you know, you'll see that bus kind of go a different direction than you're going. So you got, you got mm-hmm. projection front, back, and all the windows on the side. Okay. You got a full 360 like you're okay. actually in the damn bus. Right, and, and that all was of it's time. all of it's going to move along with the mechanics, uh, you know, underneath the vehicle, causing it to you know tilt left and right, and, you know, tilt back to to simulate you know acceleration yep. and tilt forward. To, I think know, this is yeah, this so is a combination you, of like Star Wars and uh, dinosaur, where the vehicle is going to ride on a on a track, but it's going to move independent from. No, it doesn't move. The vehicle never oh. moves. It just it just it, it it. I mean, the vehicle moves, but not in a lateral plane. It just moves in the, uh, I don't know, X, Y, or okay. Z. But it doesn't ever actually. Right. No. When you, when, you, when you get in and you get out, you're in basically the same spot. You just get in one door on the left side of the vehicle. You get out on the right side. Because when you get on the right side, it, it just kind of, you know, fills in where you were. And, and you got some more of that, uh, uh, not so much the schvit, but you got the San Francisco on the right side when you finally get out. And I was even thinking, how, how badass would it be to have a uh, a photo pass with Baymax in his in his, in his flight armor? I want that would that be awesome. If it, and that would be the best place to have it is as you're leaving. Except you'd have like a big fucking bottleneck because everybody's going to want to get that fucking. Picture. I want that picture. I would really. Want, I want actually all the pictures and with all them in their uniforms. I yeah. Well, and see, I was even thinking put Hero in there with him. And I wanted to have when I was you know laying all this shit out, I, I cut it. But I was wanting to have like in the interventions area an actual life size Baymax in his flight suit that a kid could climb up on the backside of and grab oh. on some handholds and get a photo pass picture hanging on the back of Baymax. Why don't you just make that like a little kid's play area? Well, because then you can't take pictures because you got a bunch of other bastards out there. True. Mm. Make it one of those. Uh, it would be like, like the Bruce. sword photo, like, photo like, Bruce. like Bruce from uh, in the Bruce, Living Sea. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. didn't go in it, there, so I don't know. Lady, grab your fucking kid. I'm trying to get a picture here. I've mm-hmm. been standing here five minutes. You let your kid just <laughs> oh, get in that, front of me. That get place the is the most annoying here. place ever for that reason alone. Oh, people piss me off in that place. But, yeah. Anyways, question number two, Mikey. Okay. Can I, can I hear? You went back to your uh, your robot wars. Okay. Um, yeah. My question for Bot you fights. is Bot going fights. with the. The bot fights, okay? The bot fights. Are there going to... Like, you know when you do your test track, it's such a generic, like, look, nobody's fucking car is faster than the other one, all right? Is there actually going to be um, Agler, Agler theorems? Is that the correct Algorith- term? Algorithms? <laughs> Algorithms? Algorithms? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought Shut that was a term I never shit. even heard you know of what? before, the way Stop. he said it. Oh, I know uh, my next shirt. Algorithms? Algorithms? Parentheses. Hey, this is where everybody's talking. Algorithms? You've been fucking around Al- with Siri too much. Now she's telling you. Al- <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, there gonna, are there are the algorithms written inside the code where if you actually do a robot where, okay, if I do a robot A with this scenario, it will actually kick robot B's ass because he's in superior in these areas. And robot B can actually upgrade. Maybe if I change this around, it will kick robot A's ass. Or is it going to be one of those, you flip a coin and robot A wins or robot B wins? 
No, it, 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 it'll be programmed in there because there's lots of there's lots of games that do this shit already. Like every role playing game you've ever played, it, depending on what you set your speed mm-hmm. and your strength Correct. and your agility, right. that will all be different for damn near every robot that gets put in there. And you you, you take that coupled with, like I said, you're picking out a an upper body, a torso, and a lower body. So mm-hmm. depending on your method of motivation, whether it's tracked. Whether it's on wheels, your upper body, whether it spins the whole time, or it has like an up and down a- attack kind of thing, and then your tor- your torso, which is going to be wh- where your your actual motor and batteries are going to be housed, you know, is is it is it uh, is it is it armor plated to give you more weight, which would give you more damage, but can affect your speed overall. So yeah, all of that's going to go into it. So it's not going to be like. You can you can go online and figure out exactly what to pick out for your test track car to make it kick everybody's ass, you know. It's it's, but a little bit of it's going to be kind of janky because you're putting like five or six robots together at one time and it's kind of a melee. So a little bit of it is controlled by a computer based AI as far as who attacks who, when. If you're a faster robot, you might actually end up in the middle of the shit first and get killed first, or uh-huh. you might end up you know being able to evade so yeah there's going to be a little bit of chance to it as opposed to actual engineering but but that's what lets you know an idiot four-year-old get in there and build something that they like that accidentally you know might win or or make it to the last two okay very well cool algorithm algorithms i got told to be quiet (laughs) algorithms algorithms (laughs) Aglorithms. So, it's a new element, actually. <laughs> is it? it, it is there it, an they found it when AG? they were making Pandora in the Animal Kingdom. It's now Aglorithium. <laughs> they found Pandora <laughs> and Unobtainium. So, unobtainium, which floats, and Aglorithium, which just melts. <laughs> so all of our ideas, all of our ideas aside, what, what? Let's let's play a little bit of odds makers, okay? Jason, what are the odds that that Big Hero Six actually makes it in this pavilion? Uh sixty percent. Adam, what I would like to say is higher than that, but I would say it's probably less than fifty. I'd probably say about forty to thirty, thirty to forty percent. I don't even think it's on their radar. I mean, there, there was rumors that Guardians was going to go in here, but. I don't want any of it in here. Fuck the IPs. Don't put no IPs in Epcot. Leave them out. Mikey, do you... Th- save, it, save it for Hollywood think- Studios. Nemo's there. Nemo's been there for a little while. A hot minute. Nemo's there for a, a long, long while. time. So, so that's an IP. And they managed to right. tie that in with actual... Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of science Don- stuff. Yep. Not very well, because we did that episode a couple <laughs> of episodes. Donald's ago. an IP, and he's been in uh, Mexico for a long time. Oh, Heard fuck that. Up. Nobody cares about Donald. <laughs> I love me some Donald but, because he gets so, angry at the drop of a hat. So, Hostility. Holy all kidding shit. aside, the long-standing rumor is that this is going to be turned into a Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Knowing the happen. knowing the Not contract, we've all heard we've all heard about the contract with with Universal. I what what other than uh, other than Big Hero Six or. Guardians, what 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 are they going to do to this? Like, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of optimistic that they're going to do something good, but then I'm also sort of pessimistic that 
I, I have a feeling that Disney's got some grand scheme for this, and it's going to fall super flat. Isn't it fascinating that they've been so tight-lipped on it? It is. It have. is. I love that. I, see, I, I personally don't. love that shit. I don't think it's that surprising at all. After as many times when they announce things too early and get burned because it's not being built fast enough and everybody bitches about it not being built fast enough, they're not going to tell you until it's about two or three years away from opening. They're not, they're, they've learned a lot from Avatar, where it took so long to build. And they're learning a lot from Star Wars, where it's taking not quite as long, but and you're seeing progress on it. They, they're going to take everybody bitching about it's taking too long. They're making their announcements and it's taking too long to get built and it's taking too long to get built until it's more ready to be put in and everything's well, I, I, th- I, don't I don't think, think we'll Avatar anything has taken, until it's good. I don't think Avatar took that long to build considering the scope of what yeah, they but did. Yeah, but they I broke think, ground. I think like- where Disney went wrong is... They, they announced it too early. Yeah, they yeah. they pushed the shit out there really quickly because I think they were expecting that next movie and and there's too many working parts because Jim doesn't work for Bob. So that, that I think they learned from that. So, but I'll say this: maybe you know maybe the Guardians rumor is is is, is somewhat true, and they were waiting to see how the Tower of Terror remake did at Disneyland. Were people happy with it being Guardians of the Galaxy before they they go too much further with whatever this is? Because I'll be honest, that's going to be about the only um, Marvel-y IP, comic book IP they can bring in no, to Walt they can't Disney bring World. It in. They can't bring it in because Guardians has already been announced for Age of Ult- for the next. Um, yeah, Avengers but they haven't filmed. They haven't the filmed second. it yet, and they could always back off that. They are. They're already. They're already in post production. There's been shots with oh. um, Star Lord and um, Iron Man together. They're in production. It's going to happen. It's already been announced that it's happening. They're going to have to. If they're going to look for a Marvel IP, it can't be part of that area. The only one that's not part of that area right now that they Big actually know so for. Is be Carousex. All right. So or Scott, we're going we're back to Alan's Energy out. Adventure. Inside Out. Inside Out needs to go into the Life Pavilion. Or the Figment uh, Pavilion. Uh, yeah. Ride. I yeah. agree with that. Imagination. I can see that working there too. I can totally see getting rid of that little dinosaur. So, <laughs> what? What? What is so? Uh, what is the name of that pavilion? That the Wonders of Life. What is the name of that? No, the um, Future. Future World? Well, Future so, World is the whole, that's, that, that's the whole all north, north side of the park. Of the lake? Right. Okay, so what is um, in there that is future right now? That, that is... That well, is uh, I, I, honestly, nothing. Um, I mean, nothing's well, futuristic about okay, it. Okay, so my point is... Mission is what, spaces, what is them saying they don't, haven't set foot on true. Mars. He's got a point there. So what is, the, what is the, them saying that they just don't totally shit that whole name? And go with something else. Well, I I think I think Jason's right. I think as this uh, as Bob Chapek's announcement of a major refurbishment to Epcot, you are going to see a you're going to see a more IP based influence in, in Epcot. You are going you're going to get away from the Spaceship well, Earth see, type attraction. That's what what's an argument to make in. for that. Just hear me out because what IP is in Soren? Well, it, no IP is in Soren, but Soren was a thrill, a, a semi thrill ride that it can get away without an IP. You put a but, but you put a dark I... ride in, like like you said, Adam. 
You put a dark ride in now. Dark rides are dying. You put a dark ride in, forget it. Unless you have some sort no, of can't. IP attached to it, like Remy over in France, or like Fro like Frozen in Norway, you're not getting people to go on that ride. And Jason, I mean, Mission Re Space. Remy in France wouldn't work here. Well, um, Remy will be in France. The rumor is that Remy is going to go. Yeah, in but it wouldn't work here. It'll. It's not a big enough IP in the United States for it to actually be relevant. I'm sorry. I would love it to death. I, I think it, it's not. I big think enough. A Remy that the Remy ride from Disney Paris would do just fine here. It's not big enough. If you can tell me that that Remy ride is going to be out frozen in a three or four months wow. after you, it okay. opens, Did, no, nothing will beat out a Disney no, princess. No, I, I'll say this: you put more rides into World Showcase, and they will be packed. Yeah. Because there's like no rides in World Showcase. That's you why you can't tell Remy me that a work. Remy ride is going to ever beat out Frozen. Fucking, you've got is Jason jerking yes, off? Yes, he's jerking off his Yeti. Okay, um, you you can put pe people wait in line to stand up and watch a movie about Canada. Not my wife, because let's not get into that shit. But um, if you were to actually make like any type of actual ride. Yeah, people in the world, people are going to walk around World Showcase and get in line for it. I think more people would probably ride the Grand Fiesta tour if they knew it was actually. I in think there. you would still get. I think you would still get a sixty to ninety minute wait for a Remy ride in World Showcase. No, absolutely I agree. not. I no, totally I wouldn't put one. I wouldn't put one in every pavilion. No. But if you put two more, if you just put two more down there in addition to Maelstrom, I mean, <laughs> Frozenstrom. <laughs> I think not, I think not my Norway, think, not my Norway. <laughs> if you did like a Remy, and uh, I don't know, you, if, if the Spain last gets, rumor, if Spain I gets heard, a pavilion, give them a ride. And I'm you telling could, you, it'll you be could crazy. even put the, Big Hero Six into Japan. No, 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 you no. can't. That was episode one, Scott, and nobody went there. Nobody did go there. Um, You're right. It would be better, no, you, you better in Epcot, or in the future world, in the energy pool. Yes. Geisha and sumo wrestlers fucking wins. All you fuck off. Oh, my God. Look, my Geisha opinion, sumo wrestlers? There's a combo I never want to see in my life. Now you're going to judge? You're going to judge? <laughs> Jason, Jason, I'll watch it I, I honestly it think it's going to be a... a diaper. I'm there. <laughs> but she's like 1,200 but, pounds. But look... It's a big diaper. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a hardcore thrill ride. It's gonna go in there because it's gonna go. I, I honestly it. think they're gonna start pushing all hardcore thrill rides. Well, I I think you there. need something need something to bring people over there because you know we got to walk and walk over there to Wonders of Life and go inside that pavilion and look around and I'm just like you know I haven't been in this pavilion in almost a decade, actually more than a decade because it hasn't really been open. Uh, since 2004, 2005. And... To be fair, we go in at every festival. See, we never do because yeah. we're always, you know, around World Showcase. Uh, you do other things. It's a nice quiet spot, is it not? Isn't it the one that had the little uh, had the little benches on the side there, charging stations? We Yeah, we used to take... I mean, when Rachel was nursing, we would go there. It was a great nursing spot. I mean, it was... I think is it is that called Interventions? No, no, is that, no. no the it's the Wonders of Life. It's a gold, no. gold like geodesic sphere, half sphere. Way yeah. out of the it's way. It's way in the back, yeah. in yep. the north, the northeast portion of the property. 
I don't remember that. I, I think yeah, I it's just just it's the festival south center south now. and east yeah, now of the uh, Ellen Zinner. You you have to well first of all you have to go up up a hill out of the way to get into it. It's it's you know it's underutilized almost well it's not really underutilized anymore because it's a festival place but I hope that I hope that Epcot really does justice with this this renovation that's coming up that that has been rumored and I do like that you know as we talked it's very tight lipped. There's there's not a lot of rumors coming out of this other than what some bus drivers tell us. It's interesting that they've they filed permits for an expansion. Yes, because that's a pretty big building to begin with. It is. It's a very big building. Yeah. yeah. It's very flat though. Well, to to expand way back, I mean that whatever they're going to do with it, um, looks like it's going to be potentially of a larger scale. You'll be able to fit probably two rides in this expansion plot. So that'll be the interesting thing. So like a ride in a science museum yeah, kind of thing. I, I think so. Or, or it could potential. be your new festival center. Or the history of Walter Disney. True. Which, Jason, I want to go back to you, sir, and say, mm-hmm. of the five of us, you're the only person who didn't go energy whatsoever with this, and I commend you for right. that. I That's because he chose ride. Jake and the Neverland Pirates <laughs> for imagination. You know what? Though, fuck you. Because that Figma's going away. Okay, whether it's Jake or not, he's he gone gone bye bye. Okay, um, I will say th- there's a dragon in Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I'm just saying, maybe they can repaint him. With them getting rid of Ellen's, I was just thought I was just going with the trend of you know what maybe they're just going to start pushing the energy and getting rid of um, the whole concept of that and trying to change it. I mean, it's all about the buck. It's all about bringing the people. Well, in whatever whatever happens, uh, I I think we can all safely say that we're very excited to see what's going to happen with this place in the future. Twenty twenty one is coming up pretty quick, and I imagine that this whole. Uh, refurb of Epcot is going to be a 50th anniversary special. We so keep, keep it in mind, yeah. folks. Episode 223, we're going to be talking about whatever the hell opened and up. And we'll find out who was right. <laughs> in that pavilion. Hey, and... Um, uh, it will be drunk as hell. Before we start getting into closing here, did you guys see the opening, uh, the aerial pictures of the uh, the Slinky roller coaster? From yes. yes. I've not yet. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, I am so excited Ginger about that shit. Ginger didn't see it, huh? Ginger didn't it's been all see over. it. It's been yeah, all over. Was it, it? Was it in our group? No, no one's posted. No, no one's posted. Posted. I hold you all personally accountable. If you guys know, I looked at it. You guys know for things. five seconds, but yeah, but you all know that I'm a lot slower on the social media, so I'm and blaming the other two. We had a dog. I, I, to I join, don't. And you guys I, can't share a roller coaster <laughs> picture. The group I saw it. I won't share. I won't share pictures from. Fair. Uh, you guys do a good job on social media. I kind of just like stuff. So same here. I only I welcome maybe two people out of every hundred. I yeah, welcome one person so far, and I'm not even so. sure if they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, a couple a couple of things to close on. Uh, Mikey, what's what's coming up with the magical meltdown? Anything new? 
Uh, you know, I, I made, um, I had, I don't, I don't know why I do this sometimes <laughs> because I don't have anything better to do, I guess. And, and, and that, that statement is going to frustrate my wife who listens to this two weeks later, um, when she's running with the, uh, three sheets, the finish line group plug. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I don't remember names. Well, someone mentioned, what about a. Uh, fish feta shirt for us chubby chasers with Ursula and I came up with something and I put it out and I'm just not really happy with it so I haven't released it yet for a shirt I think I want to do some more work on it to make it worthy um, but I'll say this that Demi Dad shirt that I uploaded has been selling like the uh, bejesus here nice. before Father's that's Day. awesome nice I'm awesome. gonna say it, any dads in the three sheets to the mouse group you're Spoilers, you're probably getting one because I've sold a shitload of them here in the last two <laughs> well, weeks. Well, I, uh, I hope that I find one under my uh, Father's Day stocking. Tree? Father's Day tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Father's Day tree. Isn't that now, a penis? Did you, did you catch that shit about my sister? My, my sister, <laughs> she is, she, but Disney is on her bucket list. We talked Disney with her. Well, she's getting married. Well, you know what? She, we actually planned her Disney trip. She's going to be meeting us down there. And we actually planned a couple of our meals together. So we'll have a good time. Well, then she buys that, that freaking Jason shirt. shirt of me for my brother-in-law. I wasn't going to even put that shirt up ever as and an actual And he's going to wear that like a fucking Hell boss, yeah. too. Jason, my wife, whom you you know, mm-hmm. for your birthday said, you know what, Scott's birthday is coming up, but he doesn't have his own shirt. Don't you have something for Jason? I said, <laughs> well, you know, oh. I made something for our private chat. <laughs> so it's and your wife's fault. She said, you should put oh. that out as a shirt for him for his birthday so people can be wearing him around the parks. And I think I've <laughs> sold like three or four of them. So, <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, just, you know, when you when you and Jason are down in Disney, I want we should wear them on the cruise. We should get everybody one. I want a photo of you wearing the Jason shirt standing next to Jason on Main Street. I'll, I'll try to get you a photo of my wife wearing the shirt while she's straddling me in bed. <laughs> oh, that's a little creepy. Or Jason you can asked wear for it, it while Jason. you're straddling her, and she can look at me. Oh. Let's just get kinky here. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't have a strap on, <laughs> to my knowledge. Are you sure, dude? I said to my knowledge. I mean, we got we got the toy box in the closet, but you know, oh. I'm pretty sure what's in it. I got I got my Gigi, and then she she's got everything else. But all right, but all right, but nevertheless, we'll nevertheless head over to www.themagicmeltdown.com. We also have a link in our Facebook group at facebook.com/group/three-sheets. You can go over there and find Mikey's designs. Uh, they're they're nothing short of amazing. Uh, go buy go buy some of the shirts. Uh, we've all got a bunch of them. And unfortunately, you missed out on the Jason shirt. Maybe Mikey will be re-releasing it once in a while. Uh, if it, I'm lazy, so right now it's still up. But this is on if Tuesday. It, if it so does, if it's I, there, I don't know. maybe I'll leave if it. If it's there, act fast because it might not be there the next day. <laughs> if it's not, just ask me and I'll react. <laughs> that too. That too. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that picky. Also, Magical Meltdown is on Facebook, so just search for it. Facebook.com. 
there's a slash and some other business and magical meltdown. I'll make like a link I, well, like I, I said, we have a we have a link exists. to the to the magical meltdown page on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets, where you can find it and Son shop right from Facebook. So I'm on beer one after a bottle of that's, wine. That's that's right. So don't judge me. <laughs> Was that my closing? No, not yet. Okay, cool. Oh, you're good, man. I got good shit. But we want to thank you for all uh, for all joining this on this week's episode of Three Sheets the Mouse. If you enjoyed the show, please, we'd love to have you go over to iTunes and let us know how we're doing. Leaving a review is the best way to help other Disney fans like yourselves find the show. We love new Disney drunkards. We just passed 300 members of our group. So we want to thank you guys all for, for being awesome, awesome sheeters. Uh, but if you like to go, uh, if you like the show, go lay five stars on us. Show us some love to your three sheets host. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at three sheets podcast. Uh, we have a couple of, uh, couple of new followers this week on the Instagram. Uh, someone just sh- shared some photos of their, um, of their drinks over at the, uh, the animal kingdom lodge. They had a great view of the lounge overlooking the, uh, Overlooking the lobby was absolutely gorgeous, uh, and they were drinking. They were drinking some drinks over there. At, I think at the Victoria Falls Lounge, and uh, and they they had asked for some recommendation. I rec- I recommended going over to the over to uh, uh, Tiffins to try the High Tower because that's that apparently gets uh, gets really good recommendations. I enjoyed the High Tower. He he was my favorite um, character from Police Academy. I mean, I love Michael Winslow and, and and fucking Mahoney. Really, they're all great. But Hightower, I mean, fucking, he was a football player, man, and yeah, then he, he died, just like yeah. Sloth from Goonies. So fuck the eighties. But if you really want to interact with us, head over to our Facebook group. We're at facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Uh, come be, become part of the group, uh, the group over there. Be, become part of the three sheets nation. You share your in-park pictures, share how you keep a Disney at home. Just, just share your, uh, share your drinks with us. Cause, uh, we will, uh, hang out with us over there. And if you have friends that love Disney as much as you do, uh, uh, force them to be yep, part of it. We'll group. prove them like, Mike, like, Mikey's got duct like tape. Jason's sister. <laughs> No, I don't because it's empty, guys. I got to go to the clearance rack again because that was a pretty good wine. So, uh, Adam. I really don't have much to say tonight. It's been a pretty hectic week for me, so I'm going to say see you all next week. Did you have fun, Adam? Of course I had fun. Do I not have fun? Good. When do I not have fun? Tim. Fuck your idea. Fuck his idea. Neil Patrick Harris wins every time. So, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Doogie Howser is the shit. I'll give you that. Doogie Howser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch a lot of that growing up, man. Like I said, I can play it on the keyboards. I would love to party with that guy one night. Just uh, I, would, I would love to. It would be a blast. Well, he drinks whiskey Jace. neat, so I don't think you can hang. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like he says a I shriv- drink whiskey. Like a cold sack in the winter. You can't hang. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Dickweed uh, I want to make two points um, Cruz booked Tim Adam Super excited Ooh, for that Fuck, uh, fuck all three of y'all And Justin <laughs> I'm And uh, Yeah so I'm, I'm uh, I, I, It's our first one So I'm, I'm super excited about that Let's throw an invite out If anybody wants to join us out there um, 
please. Uh, when is when is the cruise? It's, uh, we fl- it's uh, we ship out October fourth of twenty eighteen. It's from New York. Yeah, to New York Bermuda. City. Yeah. New York City to Bermuda. It is um, booking up fast, so it's something that you're really truly fast. looking at doing. It is a holiday weekend. Get it as soon as you can. Yeah. And uh, number two is. Um, uh, I had fun tonight, guys. I thought you guys did a great idea. Uh, in closing, I, I do want to um, tap my hat to uh, our um, Memorial Day, our veterans that, that, that we lost in combat. Because of them, we're able to do this. I will always give them the kudos that they deserve. And if nobody likes me talking about it, they can go the fuck themselves. Because without them, I wouldn't be able to say that to you. Absolutely. And that's all I got to say about it. I have no problem with you saying that, brother. You know what? They can kiss my ass and I ain't even washed it. <laughs> and it's been 90 degrees where he's at <laughs> you damn right I'm, I'm recording in a 90 degree garage right now so they can kiss my ass and lick my taint and, <laughs> and we're back on even the 300 this members <laughs> Mikey hi <laughs> okay do you, have any feels, do you have any feels in that sweaty ass I got, oh, I got, <laughs> I got a lot if, of feels if, if I flex the right muscle um, I can almost dry it off with my underwear but I want to give a a quick shout out um, to I'm going to use his real name because I don't pronounce names backwards very well. But old Jimmy Goodman in our <laughs> in our Facebook group went on a shopping spree at the Magical Meltdown and um, made me about shit my pants at work when I got the email for what was purchased. So uh, I hope it all fits. If it doesn't. Um, get on that uh, uh, three sheets to the finish line kick and and run it off because those are some really good shirts. Um, you know, that's I, I'll say this. Uh, my wife has informed me that since we're uh, we're looking at this uh, uh, wine and dine half marathon thing going on in 2018 that she's just adamant about us going on, and I'm cool with that because, you know, Disney. She, um Pretty much all of the Magical Meltdown sales right now are going towards that trip. So buy the shit out of it because she's racing and I'm drinking. (laughs) We're going to see who finishes first. Question, Mikey. It'll be me and Scott. Yes. Did did James buy the uh, Muppets... Up shirt. Muppets Uppets. The Uppets shirt is the only shirt I think I've got with absolutely zero sales. Well, that's because fuck the Muppets. But it's still a clever looking shirt. (laughs) It's a clever looking shirt, but nobody cares about the Muppets. My wife ordered a shirt for me um, just just this past, you know, a couple days ago. Maybe maybe the weekend. I don't know. It's Memorial Day. Everything's a blur right now. I've done a little bit of drinking. She asked me, what shirt do you want? And I almost said I want that one because nobody's loved it yet. <laughs> You're such a hipster. But I, I didn't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Maybe someone will grab it. I got something else. And right now, I can't, I can't remember what it was. No. And it's just been three days, and I said, order that for me. But, <sighs> but honestly, to everybody that's ordered, um, this has been an amazing month, and I appreciate it greatly. Please post pictures because eventually I'll get around to downloading them and posting them on the Magical Meltdown Facebook page, which is so cool because there's been a lot of pictures posted and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm lazy as shit because I'm working 
one day I'll post them up there and be like, hey, look, this person wore my shirt. And it's not like I, I'm 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 like humbled beyond belief. OK, because I'm not a graphics artist. I'm not a designer. I'm a guy who works with my hands all day long building boxes in a factory. And then I come home and I spend my time designing Disney related shirts to get me through the in-between times times between when I go to the parks and when I go to the parks next, okay? And because of this podcast and this Facebook group, you everybody has shown me so much love purchasing these shirts. Even when Disney said, you know what, fuck you, I'm taking them all down. And I said, you know what, fuck you, I'm putting them back. Um, <laughs> I thank you. Like, like from the bottom of my heart, I thank you because this validates my laziness. So thank you. <laughs> I don't quite know what to say about so, that. If you if you've got a picture of yourself wearing your three, sh- you're wearing your magical meltdown, or not wearing uh, anything shirts. at all, <laughs> or wearing only the magical meltdown, that would be cool. Be careful what you ask for, buddy. No, man, we this, have yet to get a nude. <laughs> this is what Mikey says. Send nudes three, <laughs> the number three sheets to the. Mouse at gmail.com. Mike, some one dude, day we're just some dude to... in Cameroon is just getting slammed with titties. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck that guy. He's getting titties and money. I want that job. He's getting oh. titties and Jason's money. <laughs> well, from all of us here at Three Sheets in the Mouse, thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time. So long for just a while.